0: The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences.
1: We go, bar flies. Welcome to the bar fly tailgate show. You already know it's done by bar flies for bar flies and all the other Bears fans out there. Good morning, gentlemen. Another exciting week of Chicago Bears football, and we got a lot to talk about, fellas. Uh, we'll start off with some intros and then, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. Touche, how you doing today, man? How, how, how's your weekend been going?
2: Uh, oh, pretty good, man. I tell you, uh, if you watch weekend sports betting tips. All three of us free picks one and the dog of the day one outright. So four and oh Friday night. Tune in. Uh, they were asking too. There was a few few people in the give us some locks. I gave out Arizona Wildcats, uh, versus uh, 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 Utah. I've been looking to fade Utah for a while, Jordan, but uh, just no offense without Cam Rising. No,
3: you know, I know it's a real bummer, but not I I
2: really, mean – I really love what Jed Fish has done down there man and, and for okay. Fita uh, uh at uh, quarterback uh, Deloro man, yeah, it was okay but the offense the defense is playing inspired so Wildcats was an easy minus 1 for me uh big winner yesterday and then you know Anthony just, and Sean gave up. I just think we well. got to
3: we just got to put a quick 10 second hold on this and just let everybody know I, I'll fucking put my life on it. I'll put, you know, hands down on it. You are not going to find any better betting advice or free advice. I mean, that's the thing. You should be fucking charging for it, Tooch. You and the fellas should be charging for it. And you mean to tell me that you could just get it for free?
2: So anybody that's for free that's right free. here on Barroom Network.
3: Yeah. Anybody that's dead in the chat right now, get your money on Make <laughs> some money listening to, I'm going to call you Grandmaster Tooch because that's
1: the <laughs> two <laughs> i gotta get that stuff on spotify man friday are uh, a night out that i usually yeah. go out with the wife so it's hard yep. for me to tune in but uh I'll have to you got check two
2: real on... life handicappers and and me <laughs> 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 but uh you know i'm actually uh five four and two on the show and uh, other guys are five and six so i actually you know like, yeah go podcaster yeah, yeah. yeah hell yeah uh
1: chris how you doing down there man how was your week
4: I'm doing alright fellas, yeah, just a usual week of uh, slip and sliding through life, but uh, always great to get a chance to talk at base football with you boys, and yeah, it feels like we're down at like uh, Tucci's like dodgy bookies from like the 1980s in the north of England, that's what the background looks like to me, but uh, yeah, lots of discuss, and it's great that we've got our games looking forward to tonight, so uh, yeah, looking forward to the
1: show fellas. Absolutely, absolutely, Jordan. Good morning, brother. How are you doing this today?
3: Good morning. It's uh it's a it's a good day. I'm happy to be here, and I gotta say, I just I love hearing Chris Watts come through, no delay. That laptop that Shorty hooked him up with, everything's beautiful across the pond Man, now. Nice. I'm telling you, I'm loving it, but no, I'm good. I'm I'm happy to yeah. see you, yeah. fellas. You excited. Go up while.
2: a little closer, though. I think maybe. So yeah. Can- but yeah, no, it's uh
3: we don't just, uh just excited to talk chalk with you fellas and uh uh interesting Saturday of college football. I don't know. I mean we don't certainly don't have to get into I know we have Bears fans here, but you know me, my specialties draft talk. So if well, we ever want to get into it, we can. Can, but it's can, we, can we just a little for f-
2: five seconds of college football talk? Yeah. Because uh uh Georgia <laughs> went into Mount Rocky Top and and whip some ass. Yeah. Uh, who's the number one team? Uh, Michigan, man. I don't know. man. Uh, so I mean, Michigan, I, I love JJ. Had a rough day yesterday. Yeah. If he didn't throw that pick at the end of the first half, I think they cover the spread. But I'll well, so
3: let me let me go on to that a little bit too, because everybody here should know I'm a big JJ McCarthy fan. Yeah, but I'm also very honest and fair. JJ McCarthy had his worst game of the season yesterday against Maryland. Yep. I I can obviously I like the guys, so of course I'd make a so bunch of excuses. I. But you know, I mean anybody that watched the Penn State game saw he did injure his leg, he was not running around at that 4-4 speed as usual. So I think that's what some of it was. Therefore, that led to him not playing naturally and pressing, and that's how you end up getting those those interceptions. Plus, I'll admit that's one of JJ's weak points in his game, is he does tend to predetermine his reads. Uh, but to your point, Toots, let's kind of go on to college football playoffs. Yeah, I love one I love me some Michigan. I would love to sit here and believe me. Three weeks ago, i have been like, "Oh, trust me, Michigan's gonna roll through. JJ's gonna pop off." But now that his health's in question, that offensive line is shit. They have one receiver and one tight end, and that's it. Um, so to me, I, just because we've seen Georgia and Michigan go at it again, Georgia's gonna fucking steamroll Michigan, and you have my mark on it. The defense lets up. I mean, you had Talia Tagovailoa putting up points on on Michigan, so I think Michigan's an early out. Um, so we're gonna see. You know, I. I'll tell you what, I mean, I. it sounds crazy, and I do think Georgia ends up winning it all.
2: But Bama looks interesting. They look strong again. That's going to be an SEC championship to do one hell of a game. I I, I can't – I mean, Aaron's sitting over there, and he's like, uh, stop talking with the Georgia and the Alabama. No,
1: no, Georgia's George going for the 3 Pete. <laughs> Alabama's turned it around, and they can That's both think nothing better than Kentucky. Let's look yep. at when Georgia turned it around. They dropped 51 on Kentucky, and all of a sudden they're rolling. Last week we played Alabama and Jalen Milrow went for six touchdowns, three on the ground, three through the air. Yep. So they're turning it around. They can look no further than Kentucky. You're welcome for turning. It. Last <laughs> night we played South Carolina and lost the freaking game somehow to a team that we shouldn't have lost to. Um, so when they turn it around next week and beat Clemson and get ball eligible, you can think we're like, good luck, Chuck. That's that's what it is. <laughs> well, <Chuck. laughs> but yeah, I mean, Tooch, I think you
3: got a good point there. It's just it's unfortunately we can all talk up in Oregon, a Washington, a Michigan, and Ohio
2: State. A little interesting team there, but <sighs> yeah, I they mean, are. Kalen DeBoer's done a great job, right? Is that uh, the the coach there.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just the problem is don't get me wrong, and I'll, I'll stand I'll stand on a box on this one. Washington has the best offensive talent in all of college football. Pe- and this is, I mean, the whole Penix and Bo Nix thing too. Bo Nix, why is he so good? Well, when you spend six years in
2: college, you're gonna have yeah. a lot of experience. Why the
3: defenses? <laughs> why, yeah. why is Penix so
2: good? Because when you spend six years in college, this is what yeah. happens. J.P. Daniels and him are getting their ARP cards.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. So, but you know, when you're talking about Jalen McMillan, Roma Dunze, um, and you know, just they just got ballers over there. So. Yeah. I think that Washington is going to be interesting, but to your point too, as much as they're an interesting team, they're not going to be able to play defense against SEC. And I just I always stand by that. I don't care if it's Utah, the strongest defense in Pac twelve. Pac twelve does not hold up.
2: Arizona lit them up yesterday too. Yeah. with uh, Utah, it was like twenty one nothing in the first quarter.
3: So I'm saying, like, and that Utah has a decent defense, but Pac twelve just cannot play up to the physicality levels of the SEC, ACC. And Big yeah. Ten, it's just not going to happen.
1: So we got Mark Kozak asking, how about Iowa? That was a bet I lost yesterday. I, I had Iowa minus yeah. three. Over. Uh, and uh, it, it, they had the, this one by away. two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it went over too, didn't it go over the total? Uh I didn't look at the uh,
1: that total this week. They finally I think have found a spot where they can put them down to where you can't bet the under and hit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I I wasn't I wasn't able to watch a ton. I had to take the girls to a birthday party and then we had the Christmas tree lighting at at my parish. So uh, uh it was like a full day of uh, watching games on my phone, but uh when I could get home, watch uh watch some games. Yeah. And
1: uh, one guy that we talked about last week, they're talking in the chat, LSU quarterback moving up draft boards. We talked about Jaden Daniels last week. Jordan, do you think that's a guy that – do you think he would fall to the second round? I mean, right now we don't have a second-round pick, but in in my mind, I would, tra- I would take Marvin Harrison Jr. one and then try to trade back at five if you yep. can pick up a second-round pick and Jaden Daniels falls be. in your lap. Would you be happy with that or – I got to tell you, I mean, you guys are going to call me a
3: hater or something. Man. No, I mean, I'm, I want your opinion. I hope that Jay misses this because yeah. I don't know if you fellas know this. Jay Daniels went to my high school. He's We're alumni. He went to Cajon High, San Bernardino, California. So know him very well, know his family very well. Obviously, Coach Rogers, what's up? Uh, but with that being said, I'm not a huge fan of Jay, Jay Daniels. Come and, on, I and mean, he went to your high school. What the but that's the thing. I, I hate to say it. He's a guy. He's fun. He's got a great deep ball. Yes, he's athletic. I hear all that. Puts his body in danger too much for me. Has a slight frame, and it helps when you're playing with two what I consider baller ass receivers. And so I always
1: got them down there at LSU. <laughs>
3: and to your point, AC, uh, you this is where I think I'm gonna really diverge. Is you were talking about top five? I wouldn't touch Jaden Daniels within the first fifty picks. I'm being, and I think I'm being generous there. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not. That's me. I'm not saying somebody will fall in love, but yeah. to me, I I just I don't think that's my type of guy. I'd take him. You know, probably. He's a he was a DTR range guy to me before the season started, and to me, I had DTR in the third last year. So Jaden in the third. But I will absolutely admit, I'm not a hater. When you put up a year like this year, then yes, you're gonna float up my board. But I'm not just because you you're throwing to you know Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas all of a sudden. I'm gonna go. Oh, and you had eight touchdowns last night against you know a nobody team. Oh man, pay it down. Top five. No, that's, not how that's I true. I they
1: played Georgia State last last night. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. So I, I hope mean, they answered your question. You know, you,
2: neighbors would be a nice consolation prize if you don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. I just
1: man, I maybe it's just me and I'm just falling in love, but I think Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, like yeah. I said, I would take him at one. I would so take would him I. over anyone in this draft. Yep. Uh We've seen Caleb Williams starting to fall off and make mistakes, and uh, we've seen Drake May. I, I mean, I guess he's fine. He lost to Clemson yesterday. He's playing with um, nobody, though. Right. Not um, hold, line.
0: hold on. Uh, uh, Here we, we go. go. <laughs>
2: defense is terrible. You know. I, hold on. I understand, yeah. too. But this yeah. is the thing, because I'm
3: another one that I'm always going to stand on. I know AC's heard this for months now for me. I mean, I have it on Twitter thousands of the times. The next
2: Josh Downs is right. No, it's there. just
3: <laughs> Drake May, what is my biggest – Negative on him, and I know, and let me be clear, QB wins are not a stat, or wins are not a QB stat, excuse me, but he consistently, biggest negative on his card, so Caleb, biggest negative, doesn't play in structure enough, Drake May's biggest negative in my scouting report, consistently plays down to competition, it doesn't matter if it's fucking Georgia Tech, if it's App State, if it's Clemson, if it's Virginia, if you're that dude then, what at what point do you just all of a sudden lift everybody up around you? Because don't get me wrong, I hear he puts up a lot of great numbers. This is why
2: you love this is why you like JJ
3: because uh, that's my thing.
2: He, lists, he lifts like... the team up, I get it.
3: And, and get so, it. to your point of like he doesn't have anybody around him, he's throwing to JJ Jones, uh, Bryson Nesbitt, Tez Walker. Who's and like, let's They're just okay. go, through. Yep. Let's go through this. Caleb's throwing to Singer to Branch to Rice. Who's JJ yep. thrown to
2: nobody? Roman Wilson. Wa- he's
3: got a tight end, I think. It's Colston Loveland yeah. and Roman Wilson. Yeah. And Colston Loveland, the reason, and listen, this is not a shot. I mean, I got Colston Loveland's parents watching my and, stuff. And Wilson JJ's Jr.
2: tight end's been injured too for, for a couple <laughs> of games, thing, man. It's, it's
3: And I like Roman Wilson. Roman Wilson's a guy I've called Diet Chris Olave. And he went out yesterday. That's the thing too. Nobody wants to talk about this shit. He went out yesterday. So who was JJ throwing to? Oh, he, I hey, wish he had a Zachariah Branch. They couldn't run the race.
2: ball either. The Michigan line—I don't know what. I well, talk about the uh, Michigan playing down the competition. They couldn't run the ball yesterday. That no. was that hurt.
3: And Blake Corum, and I mean, look, I like giving out my little. You're a better tooch. I'm sorry for all the draft talk, chat. If you don't want to hear the draft talk, just let us know. We'll move on. But I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, a, I'm here for want, anything, man. Yeah, you, know you want draft? You want draft nuggets? Somebody just drops up for you. So Blake Corum, you know everybody's uh, darling of the dance. Diet Diet Doug Martin, Muscle Hamster. If anybody remembers him, that's what yeah. that's what Blake Coram is.
2: Right. The the, the muscle Ham I forgot that. What was his name again? Uh
3: Doug Martin, Muscle Doug Hamster.
2: Martin. Wow.
3: Okay. Yeah, Doug Martin, Boise State running back, went to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay right, yeah. yeah, that's yep. what Blake Corum is. I mean, it's you know, and this is what I just hope everybody understands. Cause for whatever reason, too, which I don't know if you've seen this, JJ McCarthy is the most divisive quarterback prospect. I know everybody thinks Caleb Williams is and everything. You mentioned JJ McCarthy, and I saw Jay Sanders here go. Oh, JJ McCarthy is trash, I, and I got Ross Reed. Look, I, and I'm not trying to totally, totally take shots at Ross Reed. I know he's I, I think
2: JJ is going to be a good pro. Man. I'll tell you right now. Ross, Reed is,
3: Ross <laughs> Reed is over here. Look, Ross, it's all it's all love. You're more than welcome to come on. We could talk it out. But Ross, I got Ross Reed over here on Twitter going, JJ can't throw the ball deep. Like, do you watch? Do you right, watch Michigan on. football? My guy? do you uh, watch him play? But yeah. So
2: anyways. My well, JJ can make all the throws.
3: Hey, you got me on another one this morning. You could tell. I went
2: to I went to I ask Aaron about. about Cincinnati versus Northern Kentucky today in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would ask me. I don't know the fuck. <laughs> That's a big rivalry, man. Like, mean, Cincinnati right next
1: teams. to each other. Yeah, yeah
2: go ahead. But give me uh, uh give me the Bearcats
1: in that one. Before we move off quarterbacks, um I heard on the score this week and And it actually kind of made sense. You don't hear a lot of takes that I think make sense. But they talked about, just like I said, grab Marvin Harrison Jr., number one, and then take Michael Penix as your quarterback. Where he's a lefty, you have your best offensive lineman. Technically, it will be his blindside blocker in in Darnell Wright. Would that make sense to you, Jordan? Or or any? any, uh, No, you don't like Penix
2: either? I loved Penix, so let me. I, have I like priors. Yeah, I, I think I he'll have, be all right.
3: I have Pryors. Penix was my favorite quarterback that didn't come out last year. I had wanted him as the Fields backup, but another like I'm a medical guy, man. So for example, Latu, UCLA Edge. Yes, he's putting up the best numbers. Not my guy. I'm not. I'm not taking chances with neck issues. So what? You're like, what does this have to do with Penix? Both ACLs torn. Hmm. messed up shoulder um he's got uh, i believe a variety of other issues too like i'm just giving you the big hits what a so shame because he, he's a
2: baller man he is a baller and uh. I mean,
3: look, injuries can happen to anybody so i'm totally understanding of that but i can't sit here and put and an older prospect with that level of wear and tear that level of injury history i don't care if he goes left hand i'll go find me a. I don't know that's I hear what you're saying. I'm not at all saying that's a bad thing. It's just that to right. me sounds gimmicky. Like, well, you know, we got to draft a quarterback that throws with a certain hand because Darnell Wright's on the right side. If Darnell Wright's that dude, then he's Tristan Worse. moving to
2: the left side. Like, you know, it's... Yeah. yeah, that's really so. the, that's really the biggest question, man. I mean, if you're taking a new quarterback, please
1: you can, God, you, you, can't, <laughs> you
2: can't have these coaches here. It's just another. It's just restarting yeah. the cycle of yeah. of can't do anything with a good quarterback.
1: That's true. That's very true. Uh, Well, I guess that leads us right into some Bears talk because yep. uh, I, and and I've been on it since they hired this guy. I'm not I'm not a fan of him. And he makes me look even smarter when he gets up there to talk to the media because he looks like he's lost <laughs> to any anybody in the media. And yeah, that's a great point, Mark. We, we have to get. A different coaching staff in here from top to bottom, in my opinion.
2: Yep, me too. I don't know
1: if uh, polls will pull the trigger though, because every chance he gets, he's singing this guy's praises like he's fucking, oh. uh, Bill Belichick or something. It, 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 it was <laughs> if, if you were
2: if so, if you were going into an ice cream shop and you're going to order a scoop of ice cream, Iberflus is fucking vanilla. I love vanilla ice cream, <laughs> I know, I know, it. but if you want to get like. <laughs> You want to get the moose tracks, man, <laughs> fucking coach, you know what I'm saying, with all the good stuff in it.
1: Yeah, actually, I went and got, I don't know if you guys have me on Facebook or Instagram, I went to an ice cream shop last night, and your boy got, they had a Christmas tree cake shake, and it was amazing, they, came, they put a whole Christmas tree cake on top of it. <laughs> And nice. then the insides of it, it's got uh, cake frosting and oh. all sprinkled all kinds. Of, it was so good. And it's my like wife mint, got mint
2: some mint flavor in there for Christmas. No, it's like nope. uh,
1: it, it tasted like a cake, like a Christmas tree cake inside gotcha. of it. Uh, my wife got Santa cookies and those that was really good, too. So, yeah, I uh, <laughs> that's what I did before. Well, I, before I love I this time of year, study. man. I love
2: this time of year. I love the food this time of year. I love the football. You know, playoffs, college basketball is the best time. It's,
1: NBA uh, basketball. You know, NBA I mean Shout basketball out, shout out to out. the Oklahoma City Thunder. They won me four hundred and fifty bucks last
2: night. Thunder buddies.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my two biggest bets that I, I know I'm not a, I'm not on your handicapper show, but my two biggest bets of the year have been OKC. I, I I bet OKC against the Lakers. I pushed that line up as far as it would let me because I was like, they're going to yeah. blow them out, and I won. I don't remember. I won a couple hundred bucks there. And then last man. night I had a big parlay with OKC covering. I had the over. I had Shea Gilgis, Alexander over. And I yep. had uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins <laughs> over. And that paid yep. me 450 bucks on a $25 bet. So wife was Oklahoma like Oklahoma City. Your point. wife
2: was like, come over here, you sexy man. Let's get in that bedroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't say it until this morning because it, it didn't happen after Tonight. our bedtime. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we should probably get into some some bears talk. Bears, so, and lions, man. The bears take on the lions today. This spread has pat has jumped up and down. Yeah. I think it's at eight right now. Open and at ten uh, and a
2: half. Uh, minus seven and a halfs are out there. Uh, because Justin Fields was announced as the starters Fields worth three points. I don't know, man. Last I mean, time
1: jumped right away. I yep. I am I am wearing my Fields jersey today because I'm yeah. happy that he is back. I hope that he plays well. If he finishes well this season, guys, do you think maybe all this quarterback talk is for naught? I I, yeah. I know how you feel, Jordan. I know yeah, you're, leave out of you're it. ready to move on. But um, <laughs> C Dub and, and Tooch, do you,
2: if, if he finishes the season strong, do you think. Go ahead. Chris hasn't talked in a while. We'll let Chris C Dub talk a little bit here.
4: Um, I mean, I think regarding the fields, I think if he finishes stronger the next sort of five or six games, I, I think Eberfluss. I'll use that to say look it's improvements uh we don't need to, to get a new quarterback so we can get better players to put around fields i think that's that that may be the way they might go um i think they might stick with him play you know if he plays terrible then i don't i don't think they've got any choice they'd have to replace the quarterback because you know that'd be like three years in i know i know he's not had the sort of easiest ride but at the end of the day you are like a first rapid pick quarterback, and you are know, supposed to sometimes take over the game and you know, so the Bears win the game. And we haven't seen that on a consistent basis. So um I, I mean it's like what everybody's saying in the media, really. It's sort of like for Fields, it's like is you know, it's, it's sort of like these seven games have got to like be all or prove it all sort of thing. Which is it's you know, it's like right saying that, but then you got to look about how many games he has lost as well, which is double digits. Uh, yeah, it's very hard, but I think Eberflus might sneak in over here. I reckon he might fire Getze, and I reckon Eberfluss will sell it because his uh, defense has got better. And I'm not saying I want that to happen at all because of dirt, but I reckon that's how he'll sell it to the McCaskies, and that may be how they'll sell it sell it back to us, you know, Joe Public.
1: Well, the defense has definitely improved since he took over play calling and since he brought in a guy by the name of Phil Snow. I don't know what. I don't know what secret concoction he's got snooking up, cooking up not, in the, are the you background. You not with
3: Phil Snow's game, AC? I mean,
1: I, no, I was not. I'm I'm the Shack meme. I'm sorry, I was not. No, 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 that's it.
3: okay. Like,
1: I, it, I mean, let me wax a
3: little poetic. I love the fucking hire, and it's not because I'm Mister. You guys know I'm not Mister. Bears fan. I, I ball wash everything about the Bears. Phil Snow, Baylor, DC, when Matt Rule was there, specialized in three-three-five defense.
1: So was he there with Billings already?
3: Yeah, but uh, no, I don't believe it was during that time. I think he came after. But three, three, five defense. So three down linemen, three, uh, three backers, five DBs. Uh, obviously, that would be you know, it was a little unique. It's now kind of proliferated in the college Mississippi
1: games. State and South Carolina is starting to run it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But that's it's point is a little ahead of his time. Took that to the NFL with the Panthers. Played a very multiple defense. Used guys like Jeremy Chin in a very unique way. Brian Burns, Morgan Fox. Um, so really a creative mind that really was versatile in his personnel use and then created unique uh, creepers and sims and blitzes from those packages uh, that really kind of positionalist football. And I know that, that sounds all gimmicky, but that's really where the NFL is trying to go today. Is That's why you have Debo playing wide back. That's why you have, uh, you know, you're looking for quarterbacks that can create with their legs. You're looking for positionless football. Hey, what if Kyle Pitts is a tight end, but technically he can play X receiver? I mean, this is Bijan. He's he's a running back, but he can line up in a slot and run re- receiver routes. This is what you're looking for. So you want to try to match that on defense with players like Jeremy Chin that can line up all over the place. That's why Brian Branch, a player that the Bears are going against today, is so valuable. So yeah, um, yeah. I won't wax too much more, but Phil Snow, Fuck man, get Eberflus out the building. Let Phil Snow run the defense and watch shit really pop off.
1: Yeah, really. Okay, well, um, I yeah, I was not familiar with how how good he was. I know he came from the Panthers. Look at the run defense. Heard, yeah, our Since run defense
2: is top three. Yeah, yeah, one and uh, two and three are Bears and Lions versus yeah. the rush, rushing games lots. Uh, Bears allowing seventy six yards rushing per game, and Lions seventy nine. You know, right? There's not going to be a lot of running in this game unless Fields escapes and uh, goes for a long touchdown like he did last year. But last year's game was at, at Detroit was 41 to 10. We lost, and Fields yeah. threw for 75 yards <laughs> through a pick six, fumbled. <laughs> it was like it was not a good game, man. Yeah, I, that's yeah. why I'm a little scared of this game for the Bears. Uh, the line dropped. Uh, at, the line has been doing way too much uh, crazy stuff for me. <laughs> I think. Uh, I mean. There's pros on the Bears. I mean, Anthony, my partner at PoundSports.com, likes Bears plus five and a half first half. And Bears have been mm. strong in the first half. It's the second half is where they collapse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: so you- I, I hear that. I'm just like – I would look, I, I'm always wrong with the Bears, so they probably will, Tuch, but I just don't see – I think that – I'd like to think that Dan Campbell's coached up the boys enough to say, look, don't let this be a trap game. We're the more physical team – and as good as this run defense is, and I'm looking forward to the matchup, the Lions have a really solid offensive line. And I'm not, oh, and this is the thing one about of the them. best. They keep, but this is my favorite part. No, well, you haven't even let me talk about Ben Johnson yet. That's the beautiful part about what the Lions. I know this isn't a Lions podcast, but Don is gonna love this. The best part about that team is that they never have a healthy offensive line and they yeah. still don't slow down, they're yeah. always moving dudes. So as far as the run defense goes, we're going to see how, who's really that dude on the Bears' front because, I mean, that's going to be the battle, is can Montgomery and Gibbs just beat you up and then have Goff, which is what he's always been good at, come off the play action and then hit Amon ra or, God forbid, Jameson Williams on that deep post and watch somebody like Brisker get caught in the middle of it.
4: I mean, I mean, I, mean, I completely agree with you, Jordan. Like I watched the, the highlights of the last game, and they were showing you like, how they created a, a, a passing pocket. And it was literally just like, you know, somebody did a diagram in the coaching manual of that perfect. And I think that's why Goff's having so much success, really, because he's just getting that bit of time. And if he's running to call back, once he's got a bit of time, it could be really effective. Uh, I mean, I reckon, like, the two defensive could, like, uh, stop the running game. It could be down to the two quarterbacks. And at this moment in time, you'd have to say, you know, Goff has got, you know, a foot ahead of Fields at this in
1: time. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know how to segue into this, but my man is backstage. KB has oh, got a little
2: cutie with He's him, coming
1: too. in on his on his phone today. What's good, brother? How you doing this morning?
0: Doing all right, man. Uh, did a did a little moving around this morning, and uh, yeah, thought I had my laptop packed up. Didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah I, I sat there and i looked i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure i had it in this part of the bag and it's not makes sense
4: yeah
0: so uh yeah man uh your boy you here on the phone today man and baby girl is uh not leaving me alone Hello. So.
4: <laughs> is that is that your daughter who like bought a couple a years because she's uh-huh. like see the grow every season she's just getting a little bit taller
0: yeah, she is, man, and she she's at the point now where she's all about daddy. So it's – uh, oh, it, was, it was cute when it started. It's not anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: she's got oh, you wrapped around her, her little
0: finger, don't lie. <laughs> she do. She do. Now she's trying to move. Are you leaving? What are you doing? Yep, we'll find out.
1: <laughs> anyway, so all you really missed. We talked a little college football to kick off the show. Talked about what we saw yesterday, and we just got into Bears Lions. And Jordan was talking a little about Phil Snow and 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 uh, yep, the last game Johnson, of Bears. The, the Lions <laughs> the <last> OC, and <laughs> uh, some of those. Th- I know someone in the chat was saying. No more, no right. I looked up the injury report, and basically what he was saying was, uh, last year when we got blown out by the Lions, we didn't have DJ Moore or Darnell Wright. So I was, <laughs> I was a little worried at first. I was like, "Holy crap!" I hadn't heard this news, and then no, I realized man. what he was, what he was referring to. Uh, yeah, and so, it was
2: a much worse team last year. But yeah. I
1: mean, still that that was an ass whip, and I can't. And I would
3: argue, and I'd argue the Lions are a much better team this yeah. year. Like, I mean. You know it's it's yeah,
1: I'm, yeah I'm, a lot of people are putting this team this Lions team they say they're they're the third best team in the NFC behind the 49ers and the Eagles so you're you're up against a tough task and uh, Dan Campbell talked this week about the toughness that the Bears play with and and how we're building something here and obviously he's got to say nice things in front of the media uh, I don't know if he truly believes that or not but uh, that was I mean, that was cool to hear from Dan Campbell uh giving Eberflus, Eberflus praise, but uh I don't know. I'm still not an Eberflus guy. I don't know if he can do anything to change my mind on that, honestly. Uh but uh KB, how you feeling about this game today, brother?
0: Personally, uh not not the best. I'm 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 not gonna come out here and fan and say we're gonna we'll win this game or I'm 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 just praying that the game is
3: Competitive.
0: Competitive. <laughs> that's that's all I'm looking for. Uh, I would love to see Justin Fields come in and have control of the offense. Even though I, I'm not, I'm also not going to stack this on the plate. The man's been out for four weeks, or four games. I'm not going to expect him to come out and light it up for 400 yards. Uh, that Detroit Lions defense is tough, but on the other hand, they are. To me, they're they are gettable. You know what I'm saying? They've
1: given up a so, lot of points. I think the last two weeks they've given up 35 and 38 or something. And that was was the Chargers last week, and I don't remember who they played the week before. But they they they're susceptible to give up uh, a, a big number of points. But as
0: are we. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, look at the, look at what we did against the Chiefs. You know, look no further than yeah. that.
0: So I uh, like I said, I'm I'm just hoping the game is competitive. I would love to see Justin Fields look good. Uh, did you know seven games left? We gotta see something. Uh but it's I mean, it's <laughs> we're two teams going the opposite directions right now. Uh we're we're starting at the bottom and trying to climb back out the gutter. So, you know, Detroit has found a way to do that finally after 50 years. So it's it's just two teams in different in different points of uh of their their arcs detroit is at the top now maybe they can go further than what they they have before who knows maybe this is the ceiling yeah we're hoping that the bears find find this type of success later on but as far as this game goes man like i said i just want to see it be a competitive game man that's it yeah well like Tooch said both these
1: teams are at the top of the league in rush defense yep. so this is uh David Montgomery revenge game, and uh, they got Jameer Gibbs over there, and it looks like Khalil Herbert's coming back for us, and Deontay Foreman is quickly, even my wife was like, I really like 21. I like the way he runs the ball, so uh, he's becoming a, oh, we got all the daughters in the house today. (laughs) So so the run game may be, a question mark or almost a scratch for both sides, but it's the passing game that worries me. Uh, I think we have to get DJ more involved, obviously. And uh, the Lions are going to, I mean, a lot of teams have been picking on Tyreek Stevenson this year. I think that that may continue today with Amon Ross St. Brown and his fantastic uh, route running ability. And they're using Sam Laporta too Iowa, they just—they just—they just breed tight ends out there.
2: Yeah. I don't. Bears have <laughs> not been good versus the tight end either this year. That's one guy you got to work on. But I'll tell you, Lions have not been good against number two wide receivers. So uh, Darnell Mooney might have a have a have a good game today too. Uh, but man, the, the the Lions have. I mean, when I look at the Lions draft, I was like, what? You know, they they got a couple Iowa boys, so I was kind of happy. But I'm like, okay, these guys and Brian Branch too. Uh-huh. Those guys, all three of those guys have produced produced. Big time for that Iowa team. I mean, for the Detroit team, uh, yeah. Jordan, Jordan. You got to agree and with everybody, me on
3: that. you know. And I mean, listen, I was kind of one of them, so I'll admit. I, LaPorta, I'll
2: Campbell, and up made a huge I'll eat, impact.
3: I'll eat some crow on this because I was one of them. But there were so many people talking mad shit. Oh my god, you drafted a running back in the top ten and, and Jameer Gibbs too. Yeah, four you of them. You have taken up ahead of Bijan, and oh my god, did you take an off-ball linebacker positional value? And the thing is. I get it. It's it's not sexy, but those dudes. Every dude that they drafted, I got to give Brad Holmes credit. They're all glue. They're all glue dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack, Campbell, yep. glue Jack Campbell, glue guy. I love that Campbell. Like they're all glue. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's exactly. what reporters. Is. is like Mister Selfless. I'll block. I'll catch. I'll do what I can, and yeah. he knows that coming from Iowa, where he was the offense. Yep. Yeah, it was him and nobody else. And I mean, yep. so I I mean Brad Holmes has done a fantastic job building the team, and I think. KB brought up a great point earlier. Is they're just two teams in two different spots and directions right now. One is clearly going one way while the other is not, and uh, that can certainly we can get frustrated about that as Bears fans. But I mean, the reality is, and I think that's where a lot of frustration comes from the fan base is you are feeling like at this point everything the team's doing. Brian pulls has reset the roster. He's invested draft picks. He's spent some money. The team should be going this way, and they're Mm -hmm. not. Right. Whereas, you know, the Lions, they've done their reset, and all of a sudden you see draft development. Players that are drafted are developing. They're bringing guys like John Kaminsky in, and Kaminsky's finding a way to to contribute. And I mean, I'm sure half the guys on here probably don't even know who John Kaminsky is, but
1: no clue. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
3: this is what I'm talking about. So.
0: He's a D lineman, maybe. He? he plays yeah. hockey, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Defensive tackle or something,
0: I think, right?
3: I mean, it's just – and it's it's not even just the rookies. Like, guys like Aline McNeil, who was a third-round pick out of NC State that they drafted, was kind of not really finding a spot, and he's really lifted off this year. So, uh, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting, and I think – I forgot who said it, but you guys make a very good point, point I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. As much as you'll hear me talk positively about the Lions, you absolutely can get after them. Uh, I mean, if you were asking me in April, what do they need? They need either interior defensive linemen or cornerbacks, and those Mm -hmm. both play benefit to the Bears. If the Bears can run on them, that's excellent, and then that opens up some opportunities. And alternatively, too, like you said, they're struggling against wide receiver twos because they've had some attrition at the cornerback room, and their cornerback room is not necessarily the strongest. They ended up taking – this is why they got some heat. They ended up taking a Jameer Gibbs when everybody was saying, you should have gone with a Jalen Carter or found a way to go snag your cornerback.
1: Yeah, they could have went with Christian Gonzalez. It was the big – the mock draft I saw a lot for them was the the corner out of Oregon, um, but he went to the Patriots instead. Um, yeah. Not the running how, back
2: from Kentucky that's going to play today for the Commanders.
1: No. That, right? That's, that's Chris a, Martinez. That's Chris Rodriguez. Jr. Chris Rodriguez, sorry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got the, uh, the Latin
1: names. But, but, but uh, before we move off tight end, how are the Lions against the tight end? Because Colcomit – quietly has been putting up yeah. mate like he's been doing really well i don't know if that was just a bajant thing i can't remember if that was with justin as well but the things he's doing this year uh going up and getting the ball and fighting for i mean we've always seen him fight for extra yards but fighting DBs for the ball and stuff we didn't see stuff like that and he's putting up big numbers uh so definitely shout out to commit but how are the lions against the tight end. Chris, do you think that, that that's something we can exploit against this Lions team?
4: I mean, I hope it is. Uh, I mean, I'm not too short, sure about how their linebackers are on, on covering tight ends, but uh, you got to give it to Kovett, man. He's, he's, this season, I think, he's just blossomed. Uh, you always know, say it takes about three years for a tight end to really get into the groove of the NFL. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping they're going to use him a lot, really. I can imagine that like, field to be looking for him as ever, you know, check out uh, when he doesn't get his first read. Um, so, yeah, I hope he has a really good game, man. I mean, I know the Lions, they've got a really good rookie tight end, which the Bears have got to be really, really careful of. He's been racking up the uh, the stats. But I tell you what, what interests me, though, AC, is well, what do you guys think about the offensive line now? Because this is, like, probably the healthiest at speed, and And uh, Nate Davis has come back to the right to put Jenkins back to left. So I just wonder what you guys thought about that. Let, let's take it to KB, because he was shaking
0: his head. <laughs> He's Absol- absolute, absolute fucking mistake, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. We talked about this last week. There, If, if he was going to come back, there was no way that you should have took Tevin Jenkins off the right side. You should have looked Nate Davis in the eyes and said, look, we like the dynamic over there. The two young boys are playing well together. We need you to be a veteran. We need you to learn how to play left. Mm-hmm. Move him to the left side. There has to be some point where continuity is established on this fucking line. And folks have set positions that are put in right positions. You started to see it. You saw, we, we got, we started to get the, the whole fairy tale. Look, that right side was the fucking badge bros from fucking uh, Mighty Ducks. Okay.
1: Good, good okay. young players that could grow together.
0: Right. Them, them boys are we we playing off each other. They're probably the two of the strongest boys on the line and probably two of the fucking meanest. Yes. Keep them on the right side together. Don't split them up. Make Nate Davis fucking learn that position over there on the left. He's the pro. He's been here. He's done it. You know what I'm saying? You're I making all that money, man. You got to expect I, more. Thank you. I don't I just I don't agree with it. I'm happy Nate Davis is back. It's nice to have that full complement of the line for what it's worth. But I, I'm sorry. It, as soon as it it came back and it was, oh yeah, we're putting him back on the left. I was, I, I checked out, bro. I'm I <laughs> listening.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I the one positive out of that is white hair because he has not had a good season. It seems like his time in Chicago is coming to an end. So for I him, thought he go, should have
2: been cut before the season.
1: Well, on any other team, he would have been, but uh, we needed O line, you yeah. know, and he, and yeah, he too much, be, in, too many injuries. He was the longest veteran here. You know, he knew the system. He knows the ins and outs. And uh, you would think he would be a leader of that offensive line room, but it seemed like Lucas Patrick, when they signed him last year, became the leader on the offensive line. I would love to see Tevin or or Darnell Wright take a more of a leadership role because I feel like your best players should also be your leaders and should be the ones you get behind. Um but yeah, I—I I, I mean, it's
3: hard I to mean, be a leader when they treat you like the redheaded stepchild. And that's true. Move you that's from tackle true, really. to guard to left guard to right guard to maybe it's, we're gonna trade your ass. Like, like Michael
1: said, it's Kyle Long all over again. Move him there, move him there, and and <laughs> uh, it's—I it mean, the
3: problem is they've always treated Tevin Jenkins like the redheaded stepchild since this new regime came in, and I—I I, and I know it's well, we were motivating him and everything like that, but. I mean, you've heard – look, and I'll, I'll pull up the priors. There was an interview with Tevin Jenkins at his locker room last year. Where he was like – they were asking him, were you scared to, to possibly have to leave Chicago? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's hard when you don't really know where you, where you sit on a team and uh-huh. what's going on. And obviously he's in a much better spot now. But, boy, it's – you know, Cody can find a spot. And, I mean, to be fair, they're bouncing everybody around. But I'm with KB on this. Like, at some point, if you've got continuity and success with having Tevin at right guard, look – I get it, man. Nate Davis is a $30 million man. I get that he's had as a spot. And you want to make sure that that money pays off. But at some point, look, man, I got to have you try to left guard. And if that's what it is, that's what it is. Rather than continue to bounce Jenkins around like he's, you know, your sixth, your sixth man on, on, on an NBA lineup, it just doesn't make yeah.
4: sense. Yeah.
0: I was, was going to say this real quick, and I'll let y'all go back. Tevin Jenkins is the best offensive lineman we got. Hands down, he, he is the best offensive lineman we got. Oh, shit. Well, like a Darnell
1: Wright supporter,
3: KB.
0: You said what? She's a Darnell Wright supporter. You watch your oh, mouth, she right? she yeah. might be. <laughs> hey, look, Darnell Wright is is very is 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 a a, a a hand pat on the back away from Tevin Jenkins. But no,
3: I know I'm just giving you a hard time.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm. But those are my one and twos right now. My thing is this: Tevin Jenkins is coming up in a goddamn contract year pretty soon. Yeah. You, know? they, you have to figure out what the fuck his position is, and you need to get him established right away.
1: Sanders says they're moving him to center next. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But that's all can I want he to snap? say. Can he snap? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if Tevin can snap, I don't know. Maybe that would be, be a good position for him. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a mess. And it feels like the last time I can remember shuffling on the offensive line like this, it was under Lovey Smith, who – Eberflus came in as yeah. like, this is our Lovey Smith. And now here we are in the same position where we're shuffling offensive linemen. Thank, thankfully, we have a fifth round left tackle, not a seventh round left tackle that, <laughs> that probably no, shouldn't they, have been on the team.
3: There's but. just no team that does it as much as the Bears. I know we were all like, I mean, the Packers, they have Zach Tom played a few places. They've had. Elton Jenkins move a few places, and you got Patrick McCary, who's kind of moved all over the place in Baltimore. So it happens at other teams, mm-hmm. but on a year to year basis, with not just and it's week not to just week to week basis, week to week, year <laughs> to year, not just one person. It's multiple personnel. Nobody does it like the Chicago
1: Bears when it comes to miscasting <laughs> people. Jay Sanders at their is on one <laughs> Jay Sanders is on one today. <laughs> he said, 10 minute three tech would be amazing." <laughs> Oh man, it's, yeah. Tevin, Tevin's gonna put
3: on uh, the cape. We'll put him at safety. We'll put him at corner. We'll put him at three sack. We'll make him center.
2: <laughs> we gotta upgrade the center position this off season. Yeah, no, no question.
1: I mean, we brought we we traded for a guy that I liked a lot. At least I didn't know who the hell he was before we traded for him. But we traded for that Ain't guy. Seen field, Ain't seen Ain't the, the field. Ain't seen field. Yeah, Feeney, right? If my if my guy's drinking beers at hockey games and he's got a mullet, he can start on my offensive line. Yeah,
2: uh, (laughs) Patrick is terrible. He gets this guy from Green Bay, and he knows the line calls, and that's it. He sucks. And
3: obviously, I mean, of course I'm going to say this, but I think you fellas remember when they they traded for Feeney, I was not very happy about it. I was like, at this point, you're trading this pick for this guy that doesn't have an immediate role, and – I mean, look—it's just—it's just another sign of. I don't know why we continue to even—and not just us. I know we don't, yeah. but anybody, anybody in Bearslandia yeah. continues to trust this staff. Ryan, <laughs>
2: evaluating time. <talent>. Ryan Poles is <laughs> young, and he sticks his finger in all the holes of the dam, where, <laughs> where all the water's leaking in. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he hit with sweat. That looks like a good, good acquisition. Missed with Claypool. Grabbed Feeney, like you said, a cost, and then never used him. Nobody was like. Uh, and
3: just, I mean, and some of these are low cost, but I mean, let's not forget like the Nikhil Harry one. And I know Nikhil had what, like one or two touchdowns, but right. that one, you, you, it's. I get it's a young GM, but there's a lot of moves out of desperation when it. Yeah, that's
2: what I mean. It's, he's got his fingers stuck in the yeah,
3: in the damn. Crack. Ah shit, we need an XY receiver. Chance. Let's let's fuck it, man. I, missed, I didn't I didn't take George Pickens or Alec Pierce. I need an X receiver. Fuck it, I'll trade for Nikhil Harry. Ah shit, that didn't work. How about Chase Claypool? The uh, Damn oh,
2: shit, it. that didn't work. Like it's, it's just. And, a- and he's <laughs> a guy that preaches you build through the draft. He just trades away his draft picks. That's why I don't get. It. But yeah, it's that de- desperation. That's all. <laughs> but you guys were asking about uh, the tight end. Look, neither team's good against the tight end. The bear, the Bears, uh, and uh, and uh, Lions. Uh, Lions have allowed forty-seven receptions this season to the tight end for five hundred yards. The Bears are worse. Sixty-four receptions for over five hundred five touchdowns. Uh four touchdowns for the Lions. So yeah, both tight ends could be in for good days today. Are we
1: getting uh Tremaine Edmonds back in this game? Was he on the injury report? Does anybody know? Because I mean, I'm cool with Jack Sanborn, but I don't well, <laughs> I don't know. As Sanborn's you know. outplayed him. Yeah. But uh the one the one thing I think Edmonds would have got that Sanborn didn't get was the game ceiling uh interception a couple of weeks ago that yeah that hit Sanborn right in the hands. Uh but uh yeah, I just, uh, same Laporte has been, I mean, they, like, like you said, Jordan, or someone said it, it, maybe it was Chris. It usually takes two to three years for a tight end to really see their full potential in the NFL. And here he is as a rookie, just straight balling out. Uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. He's, he's came in and, and they've built their offense kind of around him. Um, which Jordan, as you've spoke on, trying to get, uh, Ben Johnson over here is our head coach. You know, <laughs> I think uh, commit would be on board for that. <laughs> well,
4: something, something you
1: said
3: earlier. And like anybody that watches the lions film, I think this is a pretty fair comparison. He called Iberflues like vanilla or just being vanilla ice cream. And you were saying, I think Casey, you were saying like, no, oh, vanilla's good. There's no problem with vanilla, but the whole yeah. thing about it is that you've got to add something to make it a little more interesting. And that to me is what makes Ben Johnson so beautiful is to be fair, Ben Johnson doesn't run. A very complicated scheme. It's not like he's, I'll give you an example. Shane Waldron, who a lot of other people like, he gets a little unique and exotic in some of his personnel usages, some of the ways that he motions
1: players. Where's where's Waldron from?
3: Uh, Waldron's the Seattle Seahawks uh, offensive coordinator. He's got a McVay background. Uh, But Ben Johnson, he's a guy that runs a lot of staple concepts. The run game is incredibly multiple, um, uses all different types of runs. But his whole thing is his is vanilla. But the difference is he sprinkles some chocolate chips, some sprinkles in there because he just adds little wrinkles where all of a sudden yeah. you saw this, this motion come across and it used to, it was, you know, a little jet touch pass to a Monra. Then I'm going to send the same motion, but we're actually going to have a wind back where all of a sudden the Monra is coming back out and being a slice route. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if he's calling Flus douche here or what that is. <laughs>
3: Heber douche, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <Heber> douche. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. Well, ben Johnson is my my king of the the castle as far as if it's, not, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, you want Ben Johnson. If you're looking for an offensive mind, you yeah. want Ben Johnson.
2: I uh look. I I would like a for once an offensive coordinator that will uh, set up plays down the road with formation please and you know? thank you <laughs> well, give, give <laughs> I mean, me some build off the formation and you're you're thinking okay 10 10 plays 15 plays down the road I'm going to run this play looks like this play and and then get a big hit off we need we haven't had ex- we haven't had that many explosive plays this year man it's really hurting the offense you know, i mean look at the lions man like, like jordan says how many uh, uh, explosive plays per game are the Lions get compared to the Bears? And I, I know it's 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 a lot more. Yeah. Well,
3: and I, I mean, want to touch on what J2K is saying here because, like, J2K, this is specifically why I brought up the point that that's a fair concern, but it's why I literally said the line in Detroit is seldom healthy. They are constantly having to swap out. They had a seventh round or an undrafted guard yeah. starting a couple of weeks ago he continues to find a way to make the offense tick with those O-line substitutions. And look no further than he's gotten Jared Goff back to the McVeigh level of play. And, yeah. I yeah. mean, you're just going to say McVeigh just bumped – or McVeigh Goff just bumped his head one day and became this guy? Like, it's actually yeah, it's the coaching. exact same – Well, and, and Tuch, I mean, anybody that watched the NFL, if you go back and watch Jared Goff when he was good with the Rams, it's because they had Todd Gurley, a guy – I mean, Gibbs is, Gibbs is kind of like Todd Gurley – and you got a player in golf that the entire offense ran off of play action, yep. and what is Ben Johnson doing? The reason golf looks like he did in L.A. Yep. is because the play action's all there because they run the ball so well because they're yep. running trap That's and counter and pin and pull yep. and toss and like it's just I, I, look if, if regardless the Bears suck today. Fine, watch the Lions' offense and two you're gonna love it. I don't know if you watch much Lions ball. Just watch some
2: of the ways that he sets up plays. Well, he's going he's gonna to set up shit for down the road, and we're going to get burned. I know it already. I it's mean, just, it's, I'm telling you, like I like if, watching good football, and Ben Johnson calls good football. Yeah, Khalif Raymond will be like later on in the game catching a 20-yard pass based off of some play action, you know? <laughs> their, their third wide receiver or fourth wide receiver whatever it is. Yeah. Well, they you took gotta, a big
1: draft pick on Jamison Williams and that hasn't worked out thus yeah. far, but good point. Uh, yep. Maybe hasn't Jameson, showed up. No Jameson
3: to, Jameson needed to be healthy, which he had I mean he was coming off hasn't injury. Been. And then he needed to not gamble and lose six games in his second season. Now, those things would help get you on yeah, the field. Yeah,
1: but but once he does get on the field, they're not I don't know if they're not using him or like I like I don't watch a ton of Lions football. Uh, I see the highlights mostly. Yeah,
3: no, he hasn't. To be fair, he's been a big letdown. He has not produced very much. But if anybody were to go back and watch Jamison towards, call it the last five games of last year for the Lions, there were plenty of plays where there was obviously a few catches were highlights where he's just burning people. But there were actually quite a few misplays where he was just beating his DBs left and right. And it was just not the connection there where Goff wasn't able to hit him because you probably were lacking that chemistry. But, Point still taken, AC. Absolutely. Jameson has not panned out for the investment yeah. that they've spent.
2: What yeah. was that, two years ago, draft? Or, right,
3: two? Uh, yeah, two, two years, years Yeah, two years ago. Uh, no, no, no. No, it's last year. Yeah, last please. year was his rookie year.
2: Go ahead, uh, Yeah, yeah. You so, I mean, yeah, not
1: raised. this
2: year. Two drafts ago, I mean. Yes.
1: <laughs> Chris Chris, raising his hand like we're in school. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's got some shot as well. It looks even worse. But one of, the, one of the things that we're really worried to be is if their offense gets quite far ahead of our, of our offense, i.e., if they score like a couple of quick touchdowns, I think we're screwed offensive-wise. Because I just don't think we still have the scheme where we can come back from like any sort of deficit more than maybe three to a couple of touchdowns. So I just hope our defense can keep keep you know keep it manageable for our offense. I think we get far behind in the score, and I think we're going to be screwed. I think it'll be a bit like, I don't know, when we play the Chargers all of a sudden, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, maybe Ben Johnson will have a feeling about that as well and try to take deep shots early, which, uh, I mean, we've got our safeties back, at least for now. So that should help with that. Um, But Matthew Fulci just said, can the Bears create a turnover today? Um, That was – part of fleece's hits philosophy the t is for the ball taking the ball away and taking care of the ball yeah. offensively um and and we haven't really seen that kyler gordon looked really close last thursday um but and he was playing really well shout out to kyler for for starting to seem like he's putting it together. Maybe he was just playing a bad team. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you got to get turnovers. I want to see BoJack go back to what BoJack was when he wore 39 and he was running back pick sixes and it looked so much fun. Now you've got Sweat in there helping get pressures. Hopefully he can get to golf today and make him make some mistakes because that is when golf rushes and makes mistakes is when he starts getting pressured. That's the whole reason why you traded for Sweat.
2: So, got to get pressure, and he, you know, uh, uh,
1: factor today.
2: It's uh Kyler Gordon got to have a big game today because mm-hmm. uh, he's up against St. Brown in the slot. So we, the Lions, have the good St. Brown brother. We have the other one.
1: Hey, I'll take that same Brown over who we were rolling out there before with yeah, pool Exactly.
2: Uh, that, that's the thing. We had guys like Equinemius and, and uh, Dante Foreman on the bench. that were inactive. Yeah. You know, they could have helped us back, you know, the early, earlier part coaching. of the season. Yeah, it goes back to coaching. Exactly. It <laughs> goes back to coaching. Yeah. If you're going to if you're gonna beat the Lions, say Connor Gordon has to clamp down on uh, Amon Ra. That's, that's yeah. just the way it is.
0: The key to that is to rough him up. You yeah, don't see anybody. Him. You don't see anybody really yep. put hands on on oh, Amara St. Brown at all. I mean, it's a part of his technique, is he yeah. can get off really fucking well. But yeah. I'm 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 from the old school way of football thinking. It's the same way I I said about the the Broncos and when they went to the Super Bowl and them being too soft. Put hands on people. Putting hands on people, you it changes them. You you land one big hit on them and you get in their face and let them know, hey bro, I'm gonna be here all damn day. And then you put another one on them, then they start to think. You know what? Maybe, maybe I need to. I need to second guess this catch. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm. I'm. I'm hearing those footsteps. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I believe Kyler Gordon is able to do it. It's just the fact is, if he's going to be using that way, or we're going to play that soft coverage shit again. So,
1: well, if they're doing that, do you think it'd be better to kind of bracket him with Brisker because you know Brisker will hit you whether he's got discussions yeah. or not. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, you gotta bump bad.
2: him at the line and let Brisker throw a shot at him when he catches the ball. Exactly. Put him down it, hard.
0: And I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about on no damn, you know what I'm saying, no, no snipe gate shit and trying to get the boy hurt yeah. or nothing. I'm just saying, pure football, bro. Yep. Bump a dude, let somebody else lay ahead on his ass. That will get anybody looking over their shoulder. That that is how you can beat the Detroit Lions. Pressure strong golf, take my man out the game. Yeah. Make them go to Laporte the whole game.
2: Yep, yeah, Swifty. Swifty had that comment. You know, I mean we've we've been we've been doing the latter. It's the former. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we've been stopping the run, man. I, we're number two in the NFL versus the run. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we just haven't been able to get him. Yeah, cuz the balling, man. I told you. I was, uh, we haven't been able to pressure the quarterback. That's the thing, man. Maybe today they pressure the quarterback. You know, the Lions have a hell of a deep have an offensive line.
1: Yeah, Jeezy say let Edwards love the boom. I mean, I know we had a lot of talk in a lot of Bears podcasts yeah, about Roquan leaving and, and bringing in Edwards in that spot. Yeah. Well, Edwards is still putting up great numbers in that spot. Yeah, uh, for sure. Roquan's getting a lot of the love because they're a playoff contender and we're not, but Edwards' numbers are are definitely up there now. It's hard for me to trust him in coverage, though. I mean, I watched Aaron Jones abuse him all day week one and I, I haven't seen much since then to prove to me otherwise but uh that'll be a that'll be a tough one uh, i'd like i'd like to see edwards get involved today and you talk about you know getting pressure and getting picks uh that's going to be you know our linebacking core has to be a part of that uh with blitzes and staying focused and staying where you're supposed to be you know this this defense is based off all being in the right place at the right time uh, and bending but not breaking, um, and and I think it'd be a a big thing for Edwards today to get involved. Um, I'm t- I'm seeing things in the chat can about we, Bayless. Is
2: going to play today? I think he's brought. I think he's like bro- they, I think him IR.
3: You wouldn't take him off IR if you didn't have intentions of playing him.
2: Right. I was just wondering if his ankle was still. uh
3: I mean, exactly. I guess I should back up and say it. that's the logical perspective. But this coaching
2: staff has a lot of question. explosive players, man. Get, get twenty four in the game, game, right?
1: He's got a, he's got about a fifty one percent chance of playing. Right? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yes, well, no, even, you're, even, you're even good, better. Man. We
0: got we to look coming. at the tape. We got to look at the tape first. And, uh...
3: <laughs> I, well, I guess like, hold on. The real question is. Did Khalil Herbert have a good Wednesday practice? That's the most important
1: thing. <laughs> Yeah. Because if he didn't have a good
3: fucking Wednesday, he's not playing.
1: Right, right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck. Hey, Tevin's really moss and just mashing dudes. He's really pancaking him. Why isn't he playing? Well, you know, he just he's gonna have to split time with Patrick because he didn't have a good Wednesday practice.
1: Just unfucking so believable. I'm looking at the injury report right now on ESPN on their app. It says Jack Sanborn's questionable with an ankle. Tremaine Edmonds questionable with the knee. Noah Sewell is out with the knee. Dante Foreman is questionable with an ankle. Oh, okay. It goes back to August. So, um, it looks like the linebacker core might be a little thin today if those guys aren't, uh, well, those guys aren't you, playing or you, questionable. You,
3: I promise you Laporta, Gibbs, and Montgomery are going to test those linebackers all day.
2: Yeah. All day. You don't think Montgomery was up for this game, man. I'm telling you. So, he wants a piece of the bears right now, man. I'm telling you. He might well, have a I mean, game. I don't know if he looks at it like that
1: because we did offer him what he got out there. He just chose sure. to go there.
2: He wanted uh, to win.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah to
3: be fair, sure, I don't think there's I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a revenge element, but I don't really oh, think yeah. I don't think it's that that sense of revenge of like, yo, I'm gonna fucking stick it to this team. I just think that David Montgomery is a hard runner and he always runs hard. There's right, just right. a little more of a... We if saw I that can, here. <laughs> if I can, look, it's a business decision game. Other games where I would maybe feel a little tired on this run and I'd maybe just ease my way out of bounds. No, this is my former team. I'm going to find a way to try to put my helmet in somebody's chest and drive for an extra two or three yards. That's the type of game I think you're going to see. Yeah,
1: that. yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't mind seeing him and Sam Moore meeting up in the hole, see how that looks, because that would be... I love me so you know I bought his jersey you know I, I love well, me I gotta be honest
3: think Sam probably wins that even though yeah. day like today, I really do like I it's not even a yeah. shot of Montgomery like I I'm happy for David Montgomery he's another Roquan where yeah. his career is not just going down the dumpster but I mean <laughs> in this respect I think like everybody saw the 75 yard touchdown last week it was like oh my god he's just never done that did they offer him two mil more
1: I always had heard that we matched the offer and okay. he chose to go to the Lions. I don't yeah, know where sure they from. I know uh, that was one of the big things that – I listened to Mike North's press conference uh, quite a bit on Spotify, and that was one of his big things about this regime as a whole was just letting guys leave, guys like Montgomery. Of course, he's still upset about Trubisky not being here, I guess. But other than that, uh, not – not offering Roquan what he wanted, and then not letting letting Montgomery leave, and now we're in this situation with Jalen Johnson, where we it feels like deja vu. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, obviously, who knows if it's two million or a half a million, like Mike saying. But I mean, you need to if you take somebody like uh, resident scout Greg Gabriel, who comes from this line of thinking, which I'm kind of this way in real life, but I also think that you don't lose deals over being so strict and stringent in your requirements. But Greg Gabriel always says, this regime, it's what Greg likes about him, is that they'll look at a guy like Montgomery and go, look, your number is four. And if it's 4.1, then you can fucking hit the door, my guy, because it's four, or it's nothing more. And I mean, that's that's unfortunately how you end up with situations like, well, the Lions offered him a half no more. You really want to let your running back go to a division of a divisional opponent? Well, you know, it's that $500,000 a year. We're just not willing to break the bank for it. Like, that's just – it's how they do business. Um, I, like I said, I don't think Montgomery's really the biggest problem. But to your point, AC, there's a little bit of a track record here. Um, uh, something I could, if I could bring up, because i see Swifty and others in the chat, Lion, or Bears fans should be happy as hell this morning because Rap Sheet has apparently come out and said that per the Bears, they would have to be blown away by quarterbacks in the 2024 draft class in order to move on from Justin Fields. Now, obviously, you could just say that.
1: That's what they said last year, too, though. Yeah, were I
3: know. Now, of course, I'm going to sit there and say, well, it's pretty easy to get your face blown off watching Drake May or Caleb Williams throw. Um, but if you're a Justin Fields supporter, there may be some hope for you left.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough spot. You know, I want Justin to work out, obviously, but I just don't know if the money situation lines up. And some people might call that a cop-out, but you're going to have to pay this guy $40 million a year in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? So it's, And with a regime trying to rebuild, I just don't know if you can put that amount of capital to a quarterback who – I know winning is not a quarterback stat specifically, but he's won, what, five games since he's been here in three years? I mean, it's
3: – And there's been a whole lot of opportunities. And I'm um, it's not all him. Like, I mean, I think back to when you Yeah, the defense
1: – the defense – he should have had that win at Pittsburgh. The defense yeah. – a lot of those wins where he would – anywhere else that would be a last-minute touchdown – I you mean, know, and this games,
3: that's what I'm saying. That's that's why, like, I hope I don't sound like I just hate Justin Fields. It's actually not the kid, it's just the timeline. But actually, when you Justin yeah. Fields' career in Chicago is a fucking tragedy. You think yeah. about it, he's had plenty of times where he's thrown the game in inter- an ending interception, Tampa Bay, uh, Detroit, you know, a few others. But you also think back to some of those throws. So, to your point, the defense had a few games where they would he'd put up the game-winning touchdown, the defense would let up another score. He's also had quite a few, whether it was Mooney in the Washington game that dropped the pass that should have got them the game, EQ that dropped a a ball that hit him right in the hands against the Dolphins. There's been quite a few games where Justin Fields has got the shaft um, by other teammates.
1: Yeah, it just just sucks for him, and I could definitely see him going somewhere else like in Atlanta and just using – well, I don't even know about Atlanta anymore. Their head coach seems like – almost as dumb as ours, just the offensive version of it. Like, how do you have B.J. Robinson, uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, Drake London, um, you went out and got Mac Hollins, Mac and you add all these pieces on offense and you you don't know how to use them. Like, even with a an experienced quarterback with Heineke, and now they're going back to Desmond Ritter, who, shout out to Cincinnati, I thought he'd be good in the league, but he hasn't. Um, I just
3: no, I thought he would be too. as my top quarterback in that class, and he's if yeah. it's tough. I mean, I don't that offense is, and I'm a big Arthur Smith fan, like, I was really a big fan of his coming out. And his offense is still does interesting things, but it, it it's funky. And they, it, it almost like I, I heard I just listened to somebody, I'm forgetting who it was, but they were just talking about how it feels like it's intentional. There's some purpose on the way they run offense to piss off fantasy owners, and, and that's a joke. But, I mean, it's true. Like, you got guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and you don't want to get them the ball. We're not even talking about B. John Robinson right now. It's just yeah. – but, I mean, you're – just a little quick sidebar. I promise it will be quick. But somebody had put in the chat, like, I just want to see Justin Fields get a fair shake because he's been behind the eight ball since he got here. And I think that is really – you know, there's some real consideration for guys like me that are like, hey, the Bears should just draft a new quarterback. It's really important to realize – just what you're bringing a quarterback into. And to that point, I mean, uh, Kyle Long said it about Mitch Trubisky that they weren't ready for Mitch. I'd argue the same thing with Justin Fields. The Bears were just in the middle of cap hell with Ryan Pace. You weren't really sold on the organization and keeping those guys that drafted him. And so you bring a rookie quarterback into a shaky situation. The reason I bring this up is whether it's Caleb, whether it's Drake, whether it's J.J. McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, take any quarterback and put them in Atlanta system. Good offensive line. Good running backs, good receiver, good tight end. That is what you ideally want to bring a rookie or a young quarterback into. And unfortunately, I don't know. I guess there's a question to you guys. Do you feel like the Bears have that similar situation for a – whether it's – I mean, let's say it's not Fields because he's already experienced. He's already got his years in the league. But you're talking about bringing a rookie quarterback in. Do the Bears have an infrastructure to support that guy right now?
1: No. No, and i I threw this comment up on the screen because I don't know how we still have fans like this. Fields is like six and twenty six Baying is two and two and fits the scheme. They start Beiing next year and let Ben choose his own quarterback if we don't make playoffs next year. Look, man, Begent is a backup quarterback. He was fine. he went two and two, but he threw like eight interceptions and had like two fumbles like. I, and And maybe I read his comment wrong, but I feel like he's just a Bajan supporter, and i don't I don't get it. You're out on fields already, but you're still in on Beigent, even though Beigent has turned the ball over to Chi. He you
2: played on some bad teams.
3: George fields. is asking who's Ben 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 is Ben Johnson, George? The presumption is that Ben Johnson would choose Chicago, which I already have a little bit of like, I wouldn't bet. I mean, Ben Johnson's going to have his fucking choice of where to go. He turned down sure a head he...
1: coaching job just last year. So, yeah, it's that's not what I'm guaranteed. saying. So, so like, he would...
3: and don't get me wrong, having the two high first-round picks, being able to start over at quarterback in a nice market where it's on record, the owners aren't really going to mess with you. There's a lot of allure to the Chicago Bears job, but there's also a hell of a lot of history that says: do not come and be the head coach in this town, it will not lead well for you. And I just – I wonder if Ben Johnson takes some of that and goes, yo, I've got every opportunity. I can go anywhere I want. I'd rather go coach the Chargers. I'd rather go do something else other than go to the
1: Bears. J2K is absolutely right in saying that drafting a quarterback with your coach and GM on the hot seat, you're you're putting yourself in the same position you were when you drafted Justin and put it all on him. And then he didn't pan out because he wasn't – taught correctly. Then you brought in another coaching staff that didn't teach him correctly. I did see, and I don't know if it was a fake Twitter account or what, but I did see that Jim Harbaugh is interested in coming back to Chicago. And I think he is a
0: couple times.
1: I think he is absolutely done with Michigan and all the bullshit that the NCAA pushes toward them. Uh so I think that the R I think that's the number one choices to bring jim back certainly uh i don't know how he gets along with management i don't know how he gets along with the president and that could be an issue yeah, in the yeah, interview sure. process
0: but
3: that's why i don't think it's gonna work
0: well I was at this point i'll give a fuck they fist fight in the hallways at how Hall, all as long as we get back to winning
3: I mean, like,
0: i'll be there and i'll record the fights god damn it we, we need mean, to figure something out
3: Look, and I'm a big Ben Johnson supporter, but I'll be the first to say, Jim Harbaugh is the answer, but, like, let's be real here. The guy idolizes Mike Ditka, and George McCaskey and the McCaskey family fucking hates Ditka, and the reason for that is he was a good coach, but he was the star of the show, and yeah. they will not allow a head coach to be running the organization and be the face of the city. It is the Bears first, and I just – this is the problem, like – Harbaugh, I'd lo- listen. I'd love to talk myself into Jim Harbaugh being the guy, but it's just there's too much friction. And then he's already a divisive figure. You think Kevin Warren is gonna love Jim Harbaugh? Uh...
2: It, it makes too much sense. That's why I'm like, it's you know, I I, I don't think it'll happen, and I don't. I don't right. the Bears will cock it up somehow. You know,
1: I mean, they'll probably just say they'll probably just win a couple games here down the stretch against the. Falcons, the Cardinals maybe beat the Packers in the last week of the season, and they'll say we've won double the amount of games we won last week. We're gonna keep rolling with Fluce. We're just gonna
2: keep it, keep it rolling. Yeah, polls has uh, kept his Cards close to the vest on whether or not Fluce and his staff are gone next year. So
1: yeah.
0: I, well,
2: I, kind I, of I, yeah, that that's that's not unexpected, right, Jordan? Because you're not gonna no. he's gone after the year and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, he, well, he came out the same.
3: That's the same comment today about Justin Fields. Like, we'd have to be blown away. You're not going to go, well, yeah, let me tell you, Justin Fields on the hot seat. He better be the Run best man. quarterback in these seven games or he's fucking yes. out of town. Like, that's not going to do that. So, I mean, you you always understand it, it's, it's you know, word salad poker. But, I mean, at the end of the day, as J2K was saying, yeah, you absolutely wouldn't want to bring a quarterback and repeat the naggy pace era. But that's where I think this is a really critical offseason for the Bears because if you are intent on hiring a new coach – the new coach is always going to want to pick his quarterback, his guy. And if you're letting him do that, then you are absolutely 1,000%. If I mean, you should. Now, whether they do or not is a different story. 1,000%, you need to marry Ryan Poles for the next five years. You do not switch your GM. I don't care if he continues to draft total busts. You let him ride with the head coach and the quarterback for the next four or five years. That is the way to do it.
1: Well, I know there was another thing that came out about Jalen Carter this week. Uh, he was at a target, and some girl he was with stole some stuff or something, and they, left. I don't know what the whole story was. But th- that guy, as good as he is on the field, his off-the-field stuff is what kept poles away from him. And it's it's continuing even now. I thought, okay, you go to Philly, you're surrounded by a bunch of Georgia Bulldogs. They'll keep Dang. you in line. You want water? But it didn't <laughs> happen that way.
3: <laughs> sorry, sorry, Katie. and and
1: and now we're seeing these issues pop up with him again. Uh, I am happy with the Darnell Wright pick. Um, Fluce has, or not Fluce, Polls has definitely made some questionable decisions uh, from mm-hmm. drafting to trades. But and maybe I'm just naive, but I feel like I feel like I still. Trust him to make the right decisions. And now, if he sticks with Fluce after this season, then maybe he's losing a lot of my trust. But I, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm okay with Poll staying. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, like I'm only trying to play devil's advocate. I don't think he at all made a wrong decision with Darnell right. Not what, not one bit. But I also think that any great football team doesn't have a, a, a team full of acquire kids. They usually have, you know, some right. And I'm not, you know, like, I'm not saying that Jalen Carter would have even been nine-tenths of the player that he is in Philly with the Bears. But just on a, I know you're not supposed to take it on positional need, but as much as people want to talk about Johnny Newton from Illinois as the three-tech, he doesn't fucking hold a candle to Jalen Carter. And like I said, I'm not mad they took they took right, but it's just, you can, tell uh, Teliessa can't say his first name, Fuaga, the Oregon State right tackle. You can get good tackles pretty much every year. Yeah. Three tech is one of the most hard positions to nail down. And it'll just like I said, it, I don't think that they necessarily made a bad move, but it's just gonna be one that always sticks back of like, damn, you really I mean, passed up on that guy. I just
1: yeah. know what I saw live. Uh when I saw Jalen Carter come in to Kentucky last actually, it was today last year that Georgia came in and played Kentucky against a rebuilt offensive line and Jalen Carter had a tackle zero sacks zero pressures against our rebuilt offensive line and what I saw out of Deion Walker last night against South Carolina is what I expected to see out of Jalen Carter last year in every game and I didn't see it uh, If if I'm drafting at that time we had the number one overall pick if I'm drafting a defensive tackle that high He's got to be a game record, game in and game out, and maybe Jalen Carter has been that in Philly, but it so hasn't that's what been. I'm saying,
3: like, so how do you how do you parse that? Like, do you do you not think
1: that? that I think that's it's the of... talent around him. I think okay. he he is good, but I don't think he is this greatest defensive tackle of all time that he's been built up as. With people saying that he was the best prospect in the draft last year, I don't believe that. I, I didn't see that live, so my eyeballs are telling me something different than what everyone who is a draft expert is telling me. You know what I'm saying? I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I
0: I I'll say this because I feel like this is a good way to bring this uh, to a hit. I will say this. If the Bears drafted Jalen Carter, he would not have made as much of an impact this year for us as Dar- Darnell Wright has made for Absolutely. us. Today. Absolutely. That as being said, talking- that as being said, I, I, I get the whole you, you can get a good tackle every year, and right now it's starting to look like we have one of the better tackles that came out of that draft. He alone has made himself a good player. He's had nothing but Goddamn bullshit going on from to the left of him for the whole year, and yet he still he still found a way to be a decent tackle. So
3: he's if Jalen
0: Carter was, art. you said what? He's blocking people with a what arm? Exactly. And he, he, he's, he's, black, he's rocking very good people with, <laughs> Max one, Crosby arm. with one arm,
1: <laughs> not just people. <laughs> so
0: as, as much as we, we go back and forth with the Jalen Carter thing, and I'm just talking about us, I'm talking about Bears fans in general. You have to look at the shit in totality. The D-line was is, was not in the best position. Jalen Carter comes here and he has a couple of those games where he wants to take plays off and look like how he looked at Georgia then we're looking at him and we're having people talk about him the way they talked about Javon Dexter. Is he good or is he not? Was he worth that pick or was he not? Right now, I'm. we have to be okay with what we got. And I, I know a lot of us are. We're, we're definitely fine with Darnell Wright because he's starting to look like a fixture. Now, if we were in the Eagles position, then by all means, you go and draft Jalen Carter because you have the talent around him where he can shine. Because everybody else is gonna gonna get those double teams and people are gonna focus more on them. I would rather have a rookie beat me rather than goddamn Hassan Reddick wreck a game. Or uh is Brandon Graham still on their team? You know, he's uh, still there. I yeah, or do you have Brandon right, Graham wrecking the wrecking plays up the middle. So yeah, Jalen Carter looks good for the Philly W Eagles because he has all that all that around him. Darnell Wright has looked good with nothing but chaos around him. And I think that needs to be taken into consideration.
1: Absolutely. Well, we need to start to wrap this thing up because we got about 20 minutes. I want to definitely make sure I'm out of here today <laughs> on time. So uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll go around the room. I'll start with KB and go down to Jordan, Chris, Tooch, and I'll finish this up. Give me a uh, score prediction, a bold prediction, an MVB, and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll wrap this thing on up. Go ahead, KB. <laughs>
0: Oh brother. Oh boy, this, this score is gonna scare the shit out of me. Whew. Seventeen points for us, right? I give us seventeen. And baby girl like that apparently. Uh I'm gonna give the the Lions let's say 35. So 17 to 35. Uh I'm I'm gonna say, and I seen somebody saying you can't use that as a as a, 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 a what an excuse or whatever the case is. Justin Fields got hurt this year. I, I, it's not a fucking excuse to sit there and say the kid might still be in some type of pain. I don't think he's gonna come in and like like the Detroit lines up. Don't think he's gonna come in and throw for more than 300 yards. Don't think he's gonna come in and have four touchdown game performance. What I believe is gonna happen, he's gonna come out. He's gonna look decent. We're gonna all say the same thing. We want to see more as usual, but it's to be expected. He hasn't played four games and it's on his throwing hand. That being said, uh, MVB, I'm gonna say down to Foreman. Hopefully they actually lean on him this game. You know, he carved the fucking Panthers. I mean, the Lions up last year with the Panthers. I to he right now, that him and DJ Moore are the best players you have on offense with Cole Komet coming in third. They need to focus on those three players to make this offense go. That's the best thing you got. Bring in Khalil Herbert off the bench, let Khalil Herbert eat. But I don't think they figure that out this week. For whatever reason, it's been seven, eight weeks, and we're still trying to figure out what the fuck the offense is. So, uh, bold prediction: uh, I give uh, Kyler Gordon interception today. Nice. Okay. You know, Kyler. Kyler does. He does have his moments where he plays super aggressive. Maybe he sees he sees something and he jumps a route that's supposed to be going to uh to uh Saint Brown. Uh, so I'll give Kyler the interception, but like I said, it's not going to be enough Lions win this game. Like I said, 35 to 17. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. All you boys, man. Love y'all boys. Y'all know how it is. Love everybody in the chat. But that thing right there that's super excited for no fucking reason is uh, is, is pulling my attention at the moment. Love you yeah, boys, man. Now. I'm going to jump off right now so I can handle her. All, all right, right, KB. KB. You, Take, care. Take care, brother. Take
1: care. Take care, brother. All right, go ahead, Jordan.
3: All righty. Love KB. <laughs> so, for, score. Let's go 31-13. Um, obviously, Lions, I got winning this game. Um, I, I just, same, same point. I think that maybe you get a touchdown. It's going to be probably through the run game. I don't. I just think some of this, too, is, is I'm not even here telling, telling you Tyson Bajan's that dude. It's just that Tyson Bajan will likely keep if he were playing would likely keep the game and the offense on schedule a little more frequently than Justin Fields, who has a has a pension for taking sacks and putting the offense behind the sticks. Um, so I think you thirty one thirteen uh bold prediction. I mean I probably should go with something more bold, but I, I think I just want to be funny. And so I'm gonna say you're gonna get that that play today, AC, where Sanborn's gonna meet Monty in the in the hole and Sanborn's gonna lay lay the wood on Montgomery. One time. I mean, Montgomery can still have a great game, but there's going to be a, a clash of of the Titans there in the hole. Um, exactly. So that is that is the uh, the bold prediction as far as MVP. Give me give me Roshon Johnson, uh, just because I'm not too sure about Foreman. I think that they may actually go. Hey, you're not 100 percent healthy. Um, you're the guy that's similar to to Foreman is Johnson. So maybe we see Johnson take um, some of those carries.
1: Good call. You want to hit shout-outs and we'll go to – Oh, studio. yes, of
3: course. Shout-outs as always. Um, you fellas, always a fantastic time, whether we're talking draft, college football, uh, you know, talking about just theoreticals about picking different players, sliding doors in the NFL. Um, chat as always, whether it's, you know, Swifty, Cheesy Sanders, Beardown Davis, Mike, uh, George, John, everybody everybody that's here, um, always we appreciate it. We wouldn't have a show without you all being here to interact. And you give us plenty to talk about. hundred percent. So – um, keep it coming, and I would – although would have my head if I didn't say, please like the video, subscribe, help out the algorithm, keep these lights on. Um, Aldo does a lot to make sure that all these services keep running and why we have so many shows, so please continue to do that. And um, I hope you all have a blessed week and
1: enjoy the games today. Absolutely. You too. Go ahead, Chris.
4: Uh, yeah, regarding the game, I think, uh, I think the score is going to be 28-14 to the Lions – I just think if they, if they, like I said before, if they put a few quick scores upon us, I just think even with just Justin Fields back on offense, is going to struggle to compete with somebody who's scoring at a high rate. Um, I think really my, my sort of player of the of the game maybe might be Sweat. i just like to see him sort of continue with them pressures and also, within him playing, they seem to be opening open up the defensive line for a lot of the other guys to get sacked. Like so, uh, I'd say Sweat's my man, but uh, I don't think they've just got too much quality for us at this moment in time to try. I think their offence is an offence that really we need to strive to be like. Uh, and I just think with their offensive line, uh, I just think they're going to edge it. But I just don't want it to be embarrassed. I want us to compete. I don't want to see play Because basically now we at the, that sort of part of the season where we know we're not going to get into a place where we might as well just start evaluating players and see if any players are improving you know, throughout the rest of the season. But I think, I think alas, I think it's going to be a Lions win. Uh, shout out to you guys. It's always a great way to spend my Sunday afternoon with you boys and everybody in the chat. You want have buzz and you make, you know, the only reason we're here is because of the chat. So, yeah, so everybody have a good good and safe week. And, uh, yeah, speak to you next week and hopefully we'll get a win. But honestly, the Lions are going to be too strong this time. Awesome. You stole my
1: uh, MVP. I appreciate it. Chris. Yes. Go I ahead, like James. that pick too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: look, there's a lot to unpack here. This. You know, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Look, Fields has sat and watched for what, four games? Uh-huh. So, you know, if, if he learned anything, we're going to find out.
3: You don't, you don't get know. better by not playing. That's I, I know.
2: I know. But he watched Tyson Bajit operate within the scheme. It is what it is. Look, uh, the coaching staff has not figured out a good way to use fields and, and teams arguably have stopped fields from breaking out the long runs. I mean, you see that they've uh, they figure out, keep him in the pocket, you know, and it's probably why the bears uh, coaches have, have wanted him to stay in the pocket more because teams just aren't letting him escape. Uh, if he does escape, I think uh, he runs for a long one today that, you know, that's definitely going to help the bears. But uh, uh, this four-game stretch here, we're going twice, Lions once versus the Vikings, and the, uh, uh, arguably the Browns. we got a better chance now that Deshaun Watson's gone for the season. Uh, but these four, next four games today and, and the next three after that, you're going to find out a lot about the Bears, and uh, Matt Eberflusa, Justin Fields. I'll tell you that right now. As far as the score, 30 to 20, Lions. Uh, in Vegas, set this total around 47 and a half. Uh, I like, kind of like this game to go over. Uh, today it wouldn't surprise me though if the Bears don't score as much as we think they will in Detroit. Last year they put up 10. Arguably, it was the worst team. Uh, back then we have a little we, have, we didn't have DJ Moore, you know. Uh, we have a better offensive line today, so uh, I'm gonna go 30 to 20. The original line was Detroit by 10, it's gone down to seven and a half. And I'm afraid that that line, uh, lowering that line to seven and a half, you know, is to to, suck trap. Bears, to trap Bears' money coming in. So I'm going to take the Lions to win in in this one. And i I got to break some news here. Uh, I just got some texts from uh, Anthony and Sean, my partners on Weekend Sports Betting Tips. And they want to do a Thanksgiving morning show to break down some Thanksgiving action for betting tips. So if you want to uh, 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 be here, get some betting tips, and go watch football all day on Thursday, you should tune in. Tune in. We're going to give you some free plays for the day. Uh, Last Friday, we were 4-0 uh, with the free picks. So uh, uh, tune I in repeat, there.
3: There's no, no better place to get your betting news right.
2: for free <laughs> for so free. you can
3: make some money to pay back all of the, all that damn money you spent for all that
4: food. Yep. And Sean, that food Sean and Anthony, they're very
2: sharp uh, 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 very sharp guys as far as wagering.
4: Uh, but, tooch how you, how you announce that, it did sound like the president the speed shot. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, what fit? What's, what, 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 what's Tuch going to announce? It sounded like something <laughs> shot or something. yeah
2: breaking news <laughs> yeah'm sorry sorry to let you down a little bit there <laughs> and th- this is not a lion shirt it's a peace love and <laughs> iowa shirt so if people were wondering about I, I didn't th- i just throw it on this morning man i'm like oh yeah this is kind of lions lion my, my my bear's uh t-shirt that i usually wear was in the wash so like anyways it's okay uh, you most valuable for today most of my, I'm gonna go with Darnell Mooney. Like I said, the uh, Lions, uh, uh, not as good against the uh, against the second wide receiver. So maybe, uh, Mooney sneaks in for a t- touchdown. He has no touchdowns this year, he's, wow. he's he's overdue. So, yeah, I'll take Mooney.
1: Yeah, well, that's awesome. Uh, if you want to hit your shout outs and I'll finish this off.
2: Yep, shout outs to my co host on Barfly Tailgate right here. All the chat, man, chat was on fire today. Yeah, on works. fire. Man, I was like, "There's some good, some good spirited discussions in there. A little bit of argument. Never got really out of control, though. No, so it was great." Uh, and then uh, uh, Aldo, of course, uh, for for letting us do what we do. And then uh, uh, let's let's go uh, Bears today. You know, I'll be rooting for him. I'm I'm not confident though. Gotta be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, first and foremost, shout out to you guys for coming on here. Uh, and talking with us tooch as you yeah. as everyone has said coming on Thursday morning to give us a little bit of Black Friday money. I appreciate it, man. That would, yep. that would definitely be uh helpful um to to put some money in the pocket. Uh but uh definitely shout out to y'all shout out to the chat for coming in like like you said tooch they were on fire today they had all kinds of comments and questions and input. Um shout out to uh, Jordan for giving us the uh, rundown of how he sees players in the draft because as much as we hate to say it, the Bears got two top five picks right now. So the draft is always looming for us. It, it, maybe one day I'll be as a Bears fan happy for the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that, but until then the draft will be my Super Bowl. And I'll I'll continue to watch college football and try and create my opinions off what I see. Uh, as well as taking into consideration what others see, uh, you know. So that's definitely – definitely shout-out to Jordan for that. Shout-out to you, Chris, for coming in from across the pond. Uh, and and you're coming in in 4K today, man. You pulled out the laptop and you're looking clean and crisp. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So my score prediction, look, the Lions gave up a lot of points the last couple of weeks. Justin Fields is coming back, and I think he's got something to prove. I think it's a closer game than everyone else is thinking, and I, I don't see the Bears winning because I think it comes down to coaching, and I think the Lions have the better coach, and I don't know if anyone can disagree with that. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of points for it. talked about the over-under. I, I think I would love to see the. I think the over-hits today. Yeah. Uh, I think the final score is like Lions 35, Bears 30 or 31, something like that. I think they put up a lot of points. My MVB, uh, since Chris Watts stole mine, I'll go to the other side of the ball. I think uh, Cole Komet comes out with something to prove against this team. I think he gets two touchdowns. So that'll be my MVB and maybe my bold prediction. Yeah, I picked him uh,
2: before and he, he's he's scored t- every time I pick him he scored touchdowns. I should have I, I was I, you know I thought about Comet too. I like that pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Comet has a big game today. Yeah. Um and uh uh I'm just lost. Uh, okay, so I gave my MVB, my bowl prediction, my score prediction. I gave all that. So uh last got but a not least, a out-
2: fantasy football goon coming up next.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy Goon coming up next to help you set your lineup, who to start, who to sit. Those bye weeks are starting to hit, so they're going to tell you who to try and pick up at the last second, hopefully, and uh, stick them in your lineup, who's going to have a big game. Uh, Swifty says that Tremaine Edmonds and Jack Sanborn are both active today, so that'll
2: be – we'll have to see how they work that thing out. Um, I think Edmonds should be on the outside. I kind of like Sanborn (laughs) in the middle, but that's just me. Yeah. Maybe with them.
3: They got real quick. They got video of Justin Fields striping a 40 yard ball. It's practice, it's warm ups, but striping a 40 yard ball, no base under him, scrambling 40 yards down the field to Roshan Johnson. So
1: uh, I'm just saying,
3: it, that looks like there's some health in that arm, that
2: hand. It should be yeah. should be looking well, good. I it's thought like Roshan to... will be playing until it looks like he'll get some play time too.
3: Yeah.
1: I thought Justin was going to play last week. So with an extra 10 days under his belt to get healthy, I think he is good to go. And I think he shows it today. Uh, I think that yeah. offense has the ability to bust open today, um, if long as we don't see Getsey continuously go. Because if you try to screen this team, <laughs> they're aggressive like their coach. They're gonna they're gonna shut that down quick. I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, until next week, man, we'll just leave everybody. Oh, actually, I also tune in at halftime and after the game. Uh, Bears football will be live to break down halftime and the post game show um but uh until next week we'll just leave everybody with a bear down, bear down, bear down.
0: everybody bear down